Hey everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host Adam. So just before we kick off this episode's interview, just a reminder we're putting together a fan special before the end of the year and we want your funny or favourite gig stories recorded and sent in. Um, if you can send them in to audiencepleasepodcast at gmail.com, keep them under three minutes and obviously make sure you shout out the band and the venue. And as an extra added incentive, we'll be giving away an Audience Please t-shirt and a mystery vinyl for the best story. So get them in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got another couple of episodes planned as well as this one. So you've got a couple more weeks to get those in and we'll put that out before the end of the year. Um, hopefully before Christmas, but we will see. So back to the episode. Um, I welcomed Vlad and Toby of Brighton-based band In Technicolor. Um, been meaning to have these guys on for a while and we did actually record an interview a few weeks back um, with the whole band whilst they were in the studio but the audio wasn't very great so really pleased that Vlad and Toby spent some time with me uh, on a Sunday evening coming back and having a chat and it was very entertaining to say the least. Um, we talked around various damaged limbs uh, a terrible ideas box and of course their album that came out earlier this year big sleeper which is absolutely superb and of course we talked about their top gigs played and top gigs been to so yeah um hope you enjoy the episode everyone thank you so much for listening please go like and subscribe on all the platforms wherever you're listening and i will catch you next time bye <laughs> How are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? Not bad, not bad at all. How are you? Yes, not too bad. Thanks so much for uh, re-recording this podcast. So for the listeners, just to give you some background, we did try and record this a few weeks ago when the guys were a bit hungover after a day in the studio and... Uh, unfortunately, the sound quality was awful, but very kindly, Toby and Vlad have agreed to come back on on this Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, we, we, we recorded that one in a studio surrounded by microphones and expensive sound equipment, and it still sounded awful. <laughs> how the fuck did we do that? That, that gives you an idea of how our next record is going to sound yeah, as well. Exactly. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get onto that in a minute um, about what you what you've been cooking up. But um, yeah, I just wanted to ask how have you guys been coping this year? Um, and unfortunately, I've just been told Vlad's been in the wars. So yeah, how have you guys been getting on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all, all right. Yeah. Everything's all right. Yeah. Right, Toby. Everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, we just keep telling ourselves that everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> and then, a, and then an advert comes on, and I cry for three and a half minutes, and I'm like, oh, an, an advert? How did that happen? The fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, we were literally just before you hit record, Adam. We were just joking about it. The last show. Uh, 
Toby, last show we played, Toby broke his foot, and now that you're talking to us, I'm here, sitting here with a broken knee. We're just, we're at, like, it may have been like before or after lockdown, but we're just consistently injured uh, as, as just a group of decomposing men, old white <laughs> men just falling apart. Uh, yeah, it fits our it fits our musical style. We uh, <laughs> we car we car crash into records and we car crash on stage and we car crash in the studio and yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a run, it's a running thing. I, I like it when bands do that. It's like um, the Saint Pierre Snake Invasion always talk about that. How everything they do is just surrounded by chaos and it's just uh, it's just the way of the band. So I, yeah, I love it. I love hearing I'm, stories I'm, like that. I'm desperate to tour with them because I just think that it would just be the the biggest car crash of a tour ever. It would be it would be very fun. I think it's karmical that we haven't linked up where we don't really know them yet because I think that if the universe would bring us together, none of us would survive it, I don't think. Because, I mean, just, yeah, looking at their socials every now and again, it's just like, lads, how are you How are you still here with yeah. us? And, uh, yeah, if we put that together, then it's, uh, it could be just too much chaos. Yeah, like you were saying, it's like a, a bunch of men just decomposing. I think that's what, that was, that's what would happen. I think a week on the road with them and you'd all, you'd all come back uh, certainly less alive <laughs> although there is this one post on the 2000 trees thing which is which is just had this giant neck i'm not sure if they're decomposing or if they're, or if they're further inflating because i've seen some like, i don't know terrifying things uh, out there well i hate i hate to give damien too much uh airtime but there is a running joke amongst close friends of his and of course the band about the size of his neck so um if you ever have any i mean he doesn't mind he'll probably rip me for this if he listens to this but um yeah if you ever talk to him just mention his big neck um it's brilliant <laughs> well we'll we make we'll make friends yeah, quickly. Exactly. <laughs> so um obviously we're talking about lockdown is um just to sort of wrap up around that and the nightmare that it is is there anything um musically that you've been listening to anything that's been keeping you going any any like films that you've been watching that you'd recommend um yeah that that miserable record is fantastic yeah really really cool um it's kind of for me it she sounds like old Cheryl Crow playing with Joy Division and and The Cure have written all of the album. It's it's fucking great. I really really like it. That's an amazing description by the way. You should get into <laughs> you should get into music journalism, mate. That's that was spot on. <laughs> No, man, don't give him any ideas. He, we need him to write lyrics, right? Because uh, this is it. This is the creative output for like weeks now. We've not yeah, been that, able yeah, to get a me, lyric out of him. That's been spent for the next fortnight. <laughs> um, yeah, Vlad, anything you've been listening to, mate, that's been really inspiring? Uh, last week, um, last week, the Palm Reader record. How good was that, man? That, that's just popped oh, out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... Fucking that, excellent. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's... Uh, I did my end of the year, uh, actually talking about journalism, I did my albums of the year list uh, a couple of weeks ago because obviously it has to be done well in advance. And then as soon as the Palm Reader record dropped, I was like, uh, sorry, can I just squeeze this one in as well? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a ridiculous record. Like, um, Did you guys watch the stream the other night as well? Um, that was brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it was really good. Shot in a a church in Rochdale and yeah, nice. absolutely well put together. It was recorded by Sam Lees, who's done, he's done stuff with the Black Peaks boys and, uh, 
and stuff like that. So yeah, nice. any, anyway, good to hear that you've been enjoying that record. So yeah, uh, unfortunately for me, live streams are out of the window. Once it gets to seven o'clock, I've got a six month old baby. Oh, so I have yeah. to creep around the house like a, I have to creep around like a burglar <laughs> from 7 p.m. onwards in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh, well, I say the burden of having a child when you're a musician. Oh no, it's it's no no, it's a burden. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, that is actually his first name. <laughs> that, that is <laughs> the burden. It's what we call him affectionately. <laughs> um, well, we'll move away from your burden of a child uh, before <laughs> before they get too offended. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, roll back the, the the years a little bit and talk around how you guys formed because it was sort of slightly unorthodox, wasn't it? How you started um, and how you started writing in separate locations. So yeah, yeah. So me and me and Dave used to go to uh, sixth form together when we were sort of sixteen, um, and we're in separate bands, but in the same sort of music classes and music technology classes and learning about this is an SM fifty eight pointed at the sound source, um, and then we kind of got together in a band afterwards, um, after college, and then we kind of went our separate ways for a little bit while we did the uni thing which I think is fairly normal for a lot of people you know you go off to different universities and you go yeah okay let's let's not try and force this let's just do our university thing and then it was a few years after uni he got in touch with me and said you know I wrote all this stuff when I was at university with the uh, with the drummer we used to play with a guy called Ed Spear um I'll send you some stuff let's see let's see if you can put some some lyrics on it and then we did that for about a year, 18 months, sending stuff backwards and forwards and just doing demos. And we eventually went, you know what, this stuff's it's pretty good. I think we could record this. And at that point, David met Vlad and kind of got involved with, with Small Pond and Small Pond had just started and, and Vlad heard the stuff. And I think, yeah, it was one of those where it was like, let's, let's turn this into a proper band now rather than just an internet band where we record very badly into DIs and send it backwards and forwards across the internet. Let's get a proper band together and record some songs. So that's how we, that's how we started. Yeah, nice. And I suppose it was lucky that um, you had the, the small pond set up there as well um, and being able to almost get a foothold straight from the off. I suppose. For sure, for sure. Having access to all of that really expensive quality gear that Small Pond do have, it's uh, it has definitely helped us. And uh, <laughs> we've we've only just recently got uh, Sam on board, who's our drummer. Um, in the last, I say recently, in the last couple of years. Before that, he was uh, he was the guy who was constantly sighing every time he saw our name in the bookings. Like, yeah, they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna pay. They're not paying shit. <laughs> they they aren't gonna give us any money for that session. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Vlad, how did you get involved with Small Pond, um, like back in the day? Uh, it was just started as an idea between few people, and then we just refused to quit until uh, we started a business together, and unfortunately it went well, so now we're stuck with it. We can't go anywhere, we all depend on each other, that's how we make a living. And uh, yeah, now uh, can't really move to another country uh, <laughs> where people are less grumpy, you know, when the weather is better. I can't run away from uh, Toby or Dave now. They keep like, you know, just telling me to write bass parts and we keep... <laughs> so I just, I'm just stuck here now. Uh, so that's just basically me. How is, um, how is um, Small Pong going at the moment? Because you've been doing loads of crowdfunding and everything. Are you guys coping all right? 
Uh, it's 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 touch and go all the time. You kind of think you're gonna be all right. You know, we get we get got some funding, which was really great, and then we had to shut down for an entire month, which is our busiest month. Which is like cool. Well, uh, now that funding is not really enough, because uh, uh, so yeah, it's just. Um, I don't want to moan because we've been very lucky and we've worked really hard and try to make it out of this rough patch as best we could. And loads of people haven't gotten any help at all. So we've been really lucky with a lot of things, but it's, it's very, very tough. Uh, it's a very hard year to be involved in any aspect of music. Uh, but yeah, it's, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get out of here one day. <laughs> um, yeah. So I suppose going back to, Big Sleeper. I mean, it's been out a few months now. Um, what were the sort of main drivers for you guys? Obviously, there's obvious influences that really stick out, things like Queens of Stone Age and um, that kind of ilk. But what were the big drivers for you guys when you were writing that record? Um, Sorry, Queen, Queens of the Who? We've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you talking who, about? Who are they? Yeah. I mean, that record was really kind of patched together, wasn't it, over time, totally? Yeah, I mean, it, it has songs on it from those very, very first demos that me and Dave sent backwards and forwards to each other when I was in Yorkshire and he was in, uh, in Brighton. Um, and then it's got songs that we literally wrote two days before we were actually due in the studio to record the album properly so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mishmash it's got it's got some really really old stuff and it's got some new stuff on it but I guess like everybody's first record is kind of like that like yeah you've got your entire musical career to record that first record and then the second record comes around and you go oh fuck uh, we need to write songs and we need to write them efficiently and now and get them recorded so yeah I mean it, it was the the driver behind it was just we like the stuff we liked the songs that was it we, we there's no good there's no point in writing songs and trying to play music that you you're going to aim for an audience and you're going to say we want to please this set of people we we recorded the songs and we re we released the album because we really really like the songs and we we like our own music I, I don't know if that's sad to say but we but we like our songs <laughs> no no well, not at all well well, Toby, I mean, uh, you know what? Speak for yourself, mate. I've always write songs to please my mom and dad. Uh, and uh, I have uh, not succeeded any times, uh, but I will keep on trying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that meme that's going around at the moment because of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas where uh, it's the, the uh, family at a table and it's like, oh, here's the musician. He's turned up. Play a song for us. And it's like some, some <laughs> Grebo looking 30-year-old uh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, we're uh, not that, laughing because that's too close to home. That's our actual <laughs> lives. <laughs> that's gonna be the. That's gonna be the guy tour managing ours and Saint Pierre's uh, tour. That, that, that guy. Yeah, with no <laughs> hat. That means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a full body cast by the end of the week. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm not getting involved with that tour whatsoever. I'm not. I'm not coming anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, Adam, that first uh, that first record of ours, it's got a total of five drummers on it, uh, wow. which is quite a lot considering there's ten songs. Uh, we yeah we we just kind of nobody wants to hang out with us for that long. 
they do one tour and they're usually it's either them or their liver that retires and then we get a next person who comes in so so basically like queens of the stone age then just a, a rotating yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah who is this band you keep bringing up who is this fucking band man <laughs> queens of the stone age rated r where they had like four drummers on that record so yeah 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 we yeah we we just really really wanted to do that that's what it was we saw their career and we went well how did they do it well they they sacked all their drummers halfway through the record so we're gonna do the same thing so yeah so you're gonna kick out vlad for being a, a wife beater then or uh during record three oh, uh, that's i'm not oh sorry uh, sorry that, that was a bit that was a bit harsh wasn't it <laughs> This, this is awful. <laughs> uh, this is probably a good time to throw into that I'm just come out of a five-year-long relationship. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's really sad and lonely out here. And Playing the victim, the... I see. <laughs> no, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. You know, just taking some time on a Sunday. I'm going to try to extend this interview for as long as I can so you miss as much of the uh, Chelsea's first match. <laughs> J- just to get you back for that. <laughs> I, hey, I'm already, I'm already getting investigated for child abuse. Now I've called my child a burden. So you may as well get investigated for, uh, for wife beating. Let's have the whole... Yeah, this we'll have the whole gambit. See, this is why we don't do podcasts, Toby. <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is this is this is why I needed to re-record this because I knew it would be uh, a top quality chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Less about Uh-oh. music, more about your uh, sordid personal lives. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, talking about um, you guys going back into the studio. I don't know how much you can talk about, but obviously, Toby, you mentioned. Obviously, the process is always very different, and I think you're totally right. When bands release their first album, it's generally stuff that they've been touring for a few years, and they just kind of... It's like a jigsaw puzzle and putting it together. But how are you uh, approaching whatever you're doing next, whether it's an EP or an album? Is it? Are you much more structured around your songwriting at the moment? Well, we first of all, we're reluctant to say that it's an album we, yeah. I mean I've said it but it's it's an album but the last time the, <laughs> the last time we uh, the last time we promised an album we then had two years of going on stage going you remember that album we promised you it's still coming it's still it's still coming yeah yeah no no it's it's still gonna happen it's still coming so yeah we're reluctant to but that's that's what we've been recording um and yeah it's different because we've written all of these songs as a proper band like with a drummer and a second guitarist and having lots of creative brains on it rather than just me Vlad and Dave which is kind of how Big Sleeper was was made was just the three of us this has actually got the five of us on it um and it's yeah it's been really interesting it's been really cool because it's nice having some extra people in the room who can say no that sounds that sounds shit and we can't <laughs> we can't just the three of us delude ourselves into going this is the best song <laughs> we've ever written and then and then when we're not drunk and, and high anymore we listen to it and go what were we doing what is what what was that <laughs> just for the record toby d- completely accurately described the process of recording the album it's just us three throwing ideas and everybody else saying how bad they are <laughs> it's just it. It, it, it is literally it's that it is uh, that's why no, we use, it is it is wonderful that's why we use mark roberts as a producer because he has his special ideas box i'm sure he won't mind me <laughs> saying this but he's uh, he's got his good ideas box so when he when we yeah. when we say something that we want to do and he thinks it's a terrible idea he just slowly spins around in his chair and looks at us and goes yeah that's um that's a good idea 
guys, I'll put that in the good ideas yeah. box because he knows that 10 minutes after he's put it in the good ideas box, we've forgotten about it and he won't have to do it. Yeah, yeah, the, the good idea box is a one-way ticket for that idea. No ideas have ever returned from that box. Once they go into that box, that's it. They're sealed. Let's fill, let's uh, fill a steel pandrum full of water and I'll scream through a speaker yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll mic the top of it yeah. and it'll sound like it's underwater. Yeah, we'll put that in the good idea box, Toby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that that, that, um, that sounds a brilliant uh, way for a producer to get around things. Is it is it is it is it actually a physical? He does he actually have a physical box? Because if he doesn't, he should have like a like a, a safe with just a slit in the top, and you, you don't know the code to the safe, so you just put it in, put it in and go. Yeah, we'll look at that later, lads. Uh, no, it's gone. Uh, I really hope he's not going to listen to it because this is a good idea and I really hope he doesn't start doing that because yeah, that will yeah. be even more humiliating than it is now like, <laughs> yeah, no slow spin round in the chair as he just notes something down and goes yeah yeah guys and just drops it through the yeah. slot and you go alright okay yeah. I'll take myself off but um, uh, but Mark Mark um, is a wonderful engineer. He did uh, you know the Delta Sleep records, the Black Peaks records, uh, our record. and he used to play in our band. And uh, he's, he went on a couple of tours and just stuck around, and then was playing on most of Big Sleeper. And sort of this kind of confidence that exists when you've made music and you've played music with somebody that is is great, and it's amazing for the creative process. But also when yeah when you start disagreeing, you know he's just he's got so much leeway. He's got so much confidence that that is way. Goes. He'd be like, "Can we just extend that section?" And he just won't give a fuck. You know, he just, he'll just turn around. He's got his own. He's working on his own project as well as your project in that sense. And there's, yeah, so there's, uh, there's no love lost at all with Mark because he's like, like Vlad says, he played in the band for a couple of years. So yeah. when he's picked you off the street in Prague because you're absolutely shit faced and you've fallen face down into a puddle, like, <laughs> it, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about turning around and going, "That's a fucking rubbish idea. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> fuck yeah. off." <laughs> but that's yeah. the best way to be, I think for a producer I'd much rather work with somebody like that than somebody that goes yeah no that's I don't want to work with a yes man yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we sure. need reining in yeah. we know, we know yeah, that for sure <laughs> I th yeah I think that's the thing I've learned from this conversation this afternoon is you just need someone to just rein you in and just uh, just tell you when, just tell you when, you, when you've been a naughty boy every, every, every now and again <laughs> that, that's why me and Vlad were worried about doing this without Dave because that's Dave's job <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sen he's we're got a sensible hand <laughs> We're we're out here without Dad. He's gonna he's gonna listen to this, and we're gonna we're gonna be fucking grounded, yo. Yeah, you're never doing an interview again. I'm doing all of the interviews, and they're gonna be dead serious. Um, so, uh, that, well, that's brilliant, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. When are you, when are you looking to uh, put that out in the world, or no sort of timeline yet? Mm, we no. gotta we gotta finish it first uh, it's it's uh, we gotta finish it first last time it's like toby said we we thought we were gonna finish an album and then it took two years uh so uh i wouldn't trust anything we say <laughs> man uh like i, I, get, I mean i, I we we've got we're down to the last little bits now we are we are down to the last little bits but it's one of those isn't it yeah. where you can say we're down to the last little bits and then in six months time we've we've added fourteen more other little bits that we need to do and then yeah I, 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 hopefully next year but it might not be next year it might be you know whenever we don't know basically anywhere between nine days and nine months <laughs> uh, <laughs> the arbitrary space that's that's fair enough I suppose you I suppose you still need to really talk or big sleeper properly as well after after this year yeah. so well th um, this is part of the issue you, and 
we've got yeah. that age-old problem now as well of we've now got a shitload of new songs that we all really really love and we've been touring Big Sleeper for three years now and we've been playing the tracks off Big Sleeper for, for ages so we've got that really weird thing where I, I guess if we go back out next year, we're going to have a shitload of people who want to hear the songs off Big Sleeper because it's the new record to them and we've not really toured it after we've had it released. Um, whereas we're going to be sat there wanting to play these new songs because we've played Big Sleeper yeah. for three years. And so I think we're going to have a bit of a, a bit of a tussle on our hands when we, when we do go back out. But that doesn't mean to say that we're not going to be playing anything off Big Sleeper. Of course, we'll be playing tracks off Big Sleeper, but I think yeah. we will try and throw one or two of these new songs in just to road test them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I, th- I well, well, speaking from my, my perspective, I think the first time I saw you guys was, might have been it might have just been the Christmas show last year for Big Scary Monsters and because yeah. I hadn't heard any of the tracks I was kind of like oh I really would just want to see them again now that I've heard the record um yeah. so yeah I th- I th- yeah you're totally right but I suppose we'll just have to see uh, what happens with live shows in the new year and hopefully you guys can get out and play at least a short stint or something. And we, we, we are a different beast live than we are on record. Like it's, it's as you say, like you, you will see us live and we are a, a touch heavier and we're a bit, we, we're very loud. We are a loud band. We like playing loud. So, you know, depending on the mix, you might hear me, you might not. <laughs> so it's it's one of those where you, we, we, do, we do sound different different live than we do on record and that's not to say that we sound completely alien and we're a completely different band live but it is definitely one of those where i think that if you've heard the record and then you come and see us live the enjoyment will be amplified it's like i watched that documentary the other day for the chariot and you 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 know you listen to the chariot on record and it sounds hectic and chaotic and it's but it's great and then you go and see them live and i remember the first time i saw the chariot live and you just go this is this is bonkers and the only reason I'm enjoying this is because I've heard the record beforehand so I know that that section's going to come up where I can shout my head off and jump around so I think yeah we're we're, we're, I wouldn't say we're like the chariot but we're kind of along those sort of you know those lines yeah yeah definitely well let's hope for some shows in the new year and I I suppose that's a a perfect bridge to um, the, the main bit of the podcast so let's talk a bit around your top gigs played so I don't know how many you you guys have got each or how you want to do this just flip between the two of you but yeah what are some of the top gigs you guys have played uh, 2000 trees no hands worries. down 2000 <laughs> yeah. trees we yeah we said this last time we chatted and the, and the, yeah. it all went wrong the 2000 <laughs> trees was was amazing um we were so lucky in that it absolutely pissed it down just as we went on stage so we were in the tent next to the the main stage and it was like we 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 were setting up and I turned my back on the audience and sorted my effects pedal and looked at the band and then we turned around and there was three times as many people in the tent because it had started hoofing it down so it was one of those where we we were really really lucky and excellent sound we had and yeah it was just a that was a top gig that was a really good gig nice nice which which year was that was that last year or the year before yeah <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of them years yeah years <laughs> it was the year years. that it was the year that Edna Shikari headlined oh so a couple, I think it was a couple of years ago then a yeah. couple of years ago yeah. I think yeah. yeah it was a couple of years uh, BC before Corona <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah to be fair I'm, uh, every time I talk to someone now on the podcast they're like I, I can't remember what fucking year it is so yeah <laughs> cool uh, yeah that yeah go on, Vlad 
That 2000 Trees uh, show was really special. I never thought I'd um, thank the rain, uh, you know, as an immigrant coming to live in your country. But, <laughs> my God, that, that, was, that was just the best day. Uh, it was uh, a day full of, uh, full of friends as well. You know how 2000 yeah, yeah. Trees is. He just, it's just kind of the, the gathering of the extended community. The people that you see who come to play shows in your city and you go to play shows. Yeah, it was just... And to have that show be that amazing was, was really, really special. Nice. Nice. Uh, Vlad, what would be your your next one then, mate? Uh, I got one. Uh, it's a record shop that we played with Town Portal mm. in a German town called Oldensburg. Uh, and Town Portal are just such a great band and such a group of people. And uh, yeah, just playing in this tiny place and all the vinyl just vibrating around you and just sweating out. And it's, uh, everybody's smoking inside because it's continental Europe. There's just lagers popping off everywhere. It's just, it was just such a great, great vibe. Like, you know, I'm, I miss big shows and I miss like seeing big bands, but I also just miss those tiny little pockets where you can't hear yourself think and everything's the, the temperature and the smells and your body's just an overload and it's just the low end carrying you. It's just, oh, I miss gigs. <laughs> I just really miss gigs. Don't, don't we all, mate? Yeah, I, th I think um, every time. Uh, people talk about European shows on, on the podcast. I think there's something about European shows, especially for UK bands going out there. They're just extra special. Like you say, like German shows and stuff where you could smoke indoors as well. And you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot I could do this. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just there's something more dignified about the experience. You just get fed, you just get treated like you're not a scum of the earth. You don't have to park three miles away and carry your 8x12 through like a hole, and you don't have to keep shut up while you're carrying it. You might, you know, you won't get three car links between a six piece band. You know, it's like, it's, it's just, you just get treated like a human being, and just the rest of it just comes, comes with it. Like, um, Toby, any, any other top gigs from you mate um yeah that european tour that we did with um with physics was just with physics house band was 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 awesome there was a couple of shows on that we played a little uh vegan cafe bar thing in Brno um that was a that was a fantastic show that was a it's a really well attended show and it was just a little kind of it was in like an archway of a bridge so it was it, it had all the the stone archway so all the sounds bouncing everywhere and it was a floor show there was no actual stage and then we got absolutely ruined afterwards we bought an entire cake that they were selling behind the bar just because we were hungry and we didn't want to venture out into Brno so we we bought this entire cake and then sort of split it up between everybody that was at the bar at that time so we, we weren't buying rounds of drinks for everybody no we were buying cake, cake. for people <laughs> at, at midnight um, and then they said to us you can go and sleep next door in the in the bar we'll close it off for you they didn't say that we're not going to close the main bar and the toilet is is in your room essentially so we all bedded down at sort of midnight <laughs> half midnight and the bar stayed open till three in the morning blasting death metal next door with people like drunk people coming walking into the room and going oh god there's 15 men asleep in here that i've got to step over to go to the toilet <laughs> and then the morning after we hadn't been told but there was a, an antenatal um yoga uh, sorry a prenatal yoga class that was in the room that we were sleeping in that was supposed to start at i think eight 8pm, uh, 8am in the morning um, so yeah we were rudely awoken by a heavily pregnant woman that walked into the room and started screaming <laughs> at us because there's 15 drunk 
layabouts, tattooed layabouts lying around her room and she's going to have all of her expectant mother showing up for yoga in a minute. So we all had to... And we left all the gear out as well. Like, we didn't pack up the night before, so we, on a hangover at 8 in the morning, had to get up and pack the entire van. And as soon as we'd done that, it was like, right, where's the nearest lake? So we just drove to the nearest lake and jumped into the nearest lake and swam for about two hours just to try and feel like humans again. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I can't... I, I can, like... That... I'm just trying to pitch that in my head and it just seemed like just a load of pregnant women turning up and go, it's almost yeah. cartoonish in a way. I, honestly, you couldn't have, I couldn't write it. If I wanted to write it, I couldn't write it any better. Like just that, that one eye opening, I'm just looking around the room and going, oh, it's light, it's morning. And then just hearing these foreign voices screaming at you at full volume and you're just like, oh God, we've, we've fucked up and I've literally only been awake 30 seconds and I'm already in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um cool uh, uh, i mean that's 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 going to be the clip i think for the the preview of the podcast just you talking about pregnant women um uh, uh, and any other any other favorite gigs you played any other favorite gig stories from the years guys I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a favorite sound check yeah. story which probably nobody ever does <laughs> no, which one's coming um, <laughs> Nobody likes a good sound, but uh, on that same tour, that, that, yeah, Toby, I had that one on my list as well, because that whole day was so fucking surreal. But, like, uh, basically a few days later, we headed to Hungary, and we played a show on a boat. And this is just, like, this giant fucking boat, and it was just docked um, in, this, in the main river in Budapest. And during, uh, we, were, we were touring with Physics House Band, and during their sound check... Um, and just see kind of like Adam, their bass is kind of looking off the boat and like being really genuinely uncomfortable. And uh, I'm just, was, was just kind of wanted to see what was going on. I looked over and the police had surrounded our van uh, entirely. They were taking down the details of our van, of our small pond van that we were fucking touring in. Every, and, and, uh, and I was like, Adam, did you have anything to do with this? He was like, oh, <laughs> sound checking, sound checking. So he was just like, and then eventually was, we're like, we, we just kind of, Adam, you just go and solve this. You were in the van lab. So eventually uh, we kind of switch over. We start sound checking. And during this entire time, I was just, I was a little bit stoned. And I was just kind of looking around with my bass. I was looking around at the river, at the boat where we were playing, and then looking down at Adam just trying to like sign language to the Hungarian police to please not take our van uh, because he didn't mean to have hit this other car with something he neglected to tell us. And I just remember like that moment is always frozen in time for me, just standing on top of a boat, looking at Adam almost getting arrested by Hungarian police. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, one of those things. Oh, that, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, and that would have just killed the tour. Imagine if you got stuck in... Uh, in Budapest you said it was on it we were so close we yeah, were so close uh, to you, lo- honestly to to, uh, that, oh, yeah. to, to that yeah. being the end like he'd, he'd bumped a taxi and a taxi driver who like needed the rest of the day to make his money so this guy was understandably <laughs> fucking pissed and he's screaming at Adam in the street and Adam stood there and he's quite you know Adam from physics he's very he's, he's polite and yeah. he's, he's a he's a nice young chap so he wasn't trying to escalate the situation and then you've got the police trying to take the van away and we were stood on stage going I mean, oh, Oh man. Just imagine like the, the kind of scenarios that could happen. What if your van gets towed while your gear is on a boat? What if like after your gig you have nowhere to offer? What if the boat leaves? Yeah, like I, your that, gig, you're just leaving was, with your gear. Yeah, that, that, that was my next question. It's like the fact you're playing a gig on the boat on a boat as well. It's just like another it's, another level another layer to the story almost. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the idiocy is in parallel. Like, you know, some people live and they learn, we just live. And it's just continuously just this fucking unfortunate scenario after. And I swear to God, we're, we're always promised ourselves that we'll get better. But it's just a new kind of new unknown that we find ourselves in each time. You guys, um, I'm, I'm just saying now, you guys should write like a memoir or a book. Like, just in about 10 years time. Um, but, uh, just keep writing these stories down because it will be hilarious. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, we'll make it in PDF form. Uh, literally, tens of people will download it. Um. Yeah, like... So I've got I've got one more. I've got one more. Yeah, go on. um, Awful sound check. So we did. I'm not going to name the venue. I'm not. In fact, I don't think I'm even going to mention the, the city just because it would be too obvious. But we played a gig on a Sunday night and we played it to. Nobody like that. We literally played it to the other bands that were there. Like, and it was in a city where we were like, "Why is this planned for a Sunday?" Because even if we did this in fucking the middle of Manchester on a Sunday night, like this isn't getting a fucking crowd. So where we were, not a fucking chance. We started sound checking, and the full time, uh, Sam, our drummer's going. There's something really weird going on. He had one of those. Um, we, we call them the butt kicker, where it's the it's the 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 drummer's seat that that you can then feed the bass feed into, so that he's got fold back on his on his ass essentially, so that whenever Vlad hits a note, he gets to feel what Vlad is what Vlad is playing. Um, so I, I, probably. 10, 15 minutes of us playing and him stopping and going, I don't, I just don't understand what's going on. It's, it's really, it's not, it's not linked to Vlad's bass. I don't understand what it... So eventually we worked out. Sam is a live sound engineer as well. So he jumped down and went and had a look at the desk. He said to the engineer, look, do you mind if I just have a quick look? And he'd looked at the desk for 30 seconds and worked out that the guy had rooted my vocal to his butt kicker. So every time I was singing, I was singing directly into Sam's arse. <laughs> Yeah, you were just uh, just negotiating a prostate orgasm for Sam, weren't you? <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, what you should have done is just gone, oh yeah, mate, it's fine, it's fine, and then just messed with him, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, just through the realization of, oh, if I sing harder, I can maybe get him to his, his whole body to rise off his stool here. This is going to be great. This is going to be loads of fun. Can, yeah, can I sing him to orgasm almost? So. <laughs> but not, but not in a serenading way. That's for sure. No, um, no, in a really violent way. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, so many good stories. Uh, so uh, just before we move on to gigs that you've been to, any 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 last ones you can think of, lad? Uh, there's there. I yeah. mean, I'm not sure. I should. I got a couple more written down, but everything's been so so you know embarrassing so far. Like the ones that I've written down. Maybe we should skip okay. them because I feel like I feel like if Dave does listen to this, we are going to be grounded. You know, <laughs> uh, where we're going so far. We've, uh, we've done the sound checks as well. This is this is pretty bad. <laughs> no, just, yeah, we, this is why we can't. This is why we don't do podcasts. We, we do Toby. play this good gigs we, as well. <laughs> no, it's, the more entertaining, the better. I actually, I'm. I'm just going to change it from now on. I'm not going to talk about best gigs. I'm just going to be like, what's the most embarrassing stories from tours? Um, cool. Well, let's let's uh, move on to top gigs that you've been to as fans on the other side of the barrier. Uh, I'd be really interested to hear what you guys have got. Uh, what, what have you What have you got? 
Toby. Um, I mean, I said this, yeah, I'm going to reuse the one that we used last time we did the failed recording, but when I uh, when I was 21 and saw uh, Gallows at um, Fibbers, I know it was Duchess in York, so it's this old snooker hall underground venue. It was really, really, it's a cool venue that got shut down, unfortunately. Um, but it wasn't, Gallows were great, and I, I was a big Gallows fan, and it was, it was Frank Carter Gallows, so it was proper Gallows, but it, it was trash talk with the first time I'd ever seen a proper, they were supporting, it was the first time I'd ever seen a proper hardcore band 30 second songs everyone stage diving it was phenomenal absolutely unreal like almost to the point where when trash talk left the stage i kind of felt like maybe i should leave now because that was that would that's not going to get beaten like that was fucking incredible and then worked a gig with trash talk. i used to be a, a live sound engineer myself and worked a gig with trash talk in middlesbrough where we were playing a festival and I was working monitors on stage and we'd had a couple of sort of localish bands who were a little prima donna-y, had big riders, uh, were practicing dance moves at the side of the stage. Like, at, you know, at one point, when we get when we hit that solo, you're going to go behind me and then I'm going to go to the front, I'm going to put my foot up on the monitor and, the, and I'm watching this going, oh, Christ. Yeah. And then Trash Talk rocked up and I'm thinking, right, American band, is this going to be, is this going to be hectic? And I got their, their um, tech spec for the, for the gig and it was three sentences. Remove all fold back from the front of the stage. Lee wants a 40-foot mic cable, and we don't want anything on stage with us apart from us. And yeah. it was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and that was that was that was their entire spec. And they were the best band that played all day. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's fun it's funny you mentioned them. They got mentioned um, when Twisted Ankle came on the podcast for the last episode. And um, I think it was Joseph that was talking about them. He pretty much said exactly what you said about them. Like um, he was saying about trash. Well, I remember I was talking about trash talk supporting. Oh fuck, who was it? I can't remember now. Some shit band, basically. That I don't, I don't like. <laughs> and but the whole thing was like I watched trash talk and I was like watched one song of that other band and then I just left because I was like trash trash talk were perfect. Like they're just yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Vlad, uh, Vlad uh, one from you, mate. Um, one of my favorite shows that I've been to was that Cult of Luna <clears throat> at ATG that year that they were missed their yeah. set, but then they showed up and it was torrential. It was it was the end of the world and uh, it was really late and the drugs were really kicking in. <laughs> and then you just kind of wandered across and you're like, they are here! And, and it was just everything, I don't know, it just sem- seemed... Uh, so overwhelming. It looks like, look, kind of felt like when you're a kid and you're looking at your parents do something and it just feels like magical and unattainable. And, and it just, yeah, looking at that band with that show, it just felt like they were in the world of their own. And it was just really, really special. Uh, that, that one's always with yeah. me. Yeah, Cult of Luna always get a mention because they are just one of the best live bands for sure. And we've, like, we've been super lucky with the bands that we've toured with as well. Like, being able to open for Town Portal and for Physics House Band, it means that you can clock off early, you can start drinking at eight, <clears throat> as if we weren't drinking before, but <laughs> you can start drinking properly when you finish playing and get on it, and then suddenly you find yourself in a really strange European city, absolutely blasted at 10 o'clock watching Town Portal, who are just 
fucking phenomenal and play a blinder every single night. Not that physics don't, because they do, but fucking both of those bands just being able to sit there and be like, wow, this is my life right now. Yeah. I'm really drunk and I'm I'm in a <laughs> I'm in a punk squat and I'm watching Town Portal absolutely fucking rip it. Like this is this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um any 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 others guys you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, it's like, uh, just to piggyback of what Toby was saying, it's like some of my favorite shows are, as much as it is like seeing those big bands, sometimes it's bands that you're touring with and small, it just, when it just feels just right at that place and time, it's like, it's like a little, it's like a photograph uh, that, that sort of, that's just... It's just perfect. It's like when that last, uh, this is probably just because I miss gigs so much, that last run of dates that we've done, uh, that there was that show in Bristol that Miles put on and we played downstairs at the exchange in that fucking yeah. tiny little hallway of a room and Clitrip played uh, right after us thing. And it's just like, it was, it was so great. It was just this bare room full of people, full of sweat. And it was just like, it was a perfect gig. And you're just standing there so happy, just spilling beer in your shoes, you're just wobbling about, you're just having such a great time. And so, yes, some some of the best shows just kind of feel like those as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, shout out to Clit Drip as well. Like insane bands. Um, yeah, had Annie on the podcast not that long ago as well. And yeah, yeah, also lovely human beings. So yeah, they're 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 insane. I can't wait to see them again. They were so nice to tour with as well. It was so nice to to tour around with yeah with with Annie and Daphne where it's not just a it's not just a bunch yeah. of stinky boys in a van like <laughs> it was like oh this is really, we can have intelligent yeah. conversations <laughs> and stuff <laughs> it was great yeah instead it was stinky boys and stinky girls yeah, yeah <laughs> we all smelled together <laughs> I hope I... it was quite surprising at times with those. Those like, like I'm 32 years old, Annie's 23, and when somebody who's 23 years old is more mature than you, it's like it kind of does kick your ass, you know. Like uh, g- gender aside, she's just like she's got her head screwed on and be like, "Fucking hell, I'm gonna have to behave," <laughs> you know. Like, it's like, "Am I? I'm a piece of shit," <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think they're well. You guys have talked with them. I'm sure. I'm sure that like you could uh, still still be yourselves with with them for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're just uh, they're just so uh, they got their head screwed on, and they're so talented. They know when to turn it on, and they know when to have fun. And it's this really fun tour- touring with bands like that. You know, when you have to kind of kick your ass in gear and just do the thing that you're there. Because like touring is touring is waiting for twenty three hours a day to do that thing you're there to do for yeah, one hour a day. Wait. It's so hurry it's up like, and wait all the time. Yeah. <laughs> hurry, hurry, yeah. hurry! Get to the venue. Yeah. Get to the venue. Get to the venue. Right now, wait. Yeah. Sit there for three hours and fucking wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. So wait. Wait yeah, having... Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait more efficiently. But it's like being with, with those bands that know exactly when to, you know, how to manage those situations and know how to have fun, but know how to be productive and know how to keep that whole bubble where you just fucking get cabin fever, you know, three days in and you're just mad. You're just you're just mad to the world. You're saying in like your vocabulary reduces to like twelve words that you use and repeat. You're you haven't slept enough, you like you know, you just but it, it, that that kind of cabin fever with people who know when you have to hit go and know when to have fun is is what makes touring all all, all Yeah we, we miss touring, can it. you tell? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you've mentioned it once on this uh, <laughs> 
I'm having podcast. I'm having tall dreams where I wake up and I'm like I was in <laughs> Prague. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, I think that's an absolutely perfect place to finish, guys. And yeah, we're all sad about uh, not seeing you live. And I really hope uh, in the new year you guys can get back out on the on the road at least for a short while. Um, so just to wrap it up. Um, yeah, where can people pick up Big Sleeper? And is there anything else you guys want to plug right now, whether it be in Technicolor or is there anything else going on in the small pond world or Delta Sleep? Nah, fuck Delta Sleep. Ooh. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so say mad. I immediately regretted that as soon as I said it. <laughs> I got so worried. I've come see, so this close is... to my mic. I can see how peaked the wavelength is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, this this is this is why we don't do podcasts, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean you you know how to support uh, independent up and coming bands. Everybody who listens to this podcast must know it that the best way is to just go to Spotify <laughs> and uh... <laughs> yeah, and just stream it because we make naught point naught 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 of a penny every time you stream it. So. Yeah. And to- Toby's just had a kid, so make sure you don't, uh, you know, don't stream too much because streaming runs out. There's only so much streaming we can do between all of us. So uh, make sure you leave some streaming for others. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, in, in all seriousness, buy Big Sleeper on uh, on Bandcamp, um, particularly on Bandcamp Friday, which I think is coming up this Friday. Um, if you're looking for a Friday to go and spend some money, do it this coming Friday because Bandcamp are waiving their fees and it means we make more money off it. So, yeah. Do, do that or or go straight to big uh, big scary monsters and uh, and get it from their their web store either or yeah please please do that because we we have no idea how to pay for mastering for this next record so <laughs> can you can you help us help you um <laughs> Uh, uh, help, help you, and, and by help you, I mean give the people what they don't want. That's been our marketing strategy. Uh, just giving you riffs you didn't know you didn't even want uh, at the time. You do not need. I, I th- actually, I think I've got a, a business plan for you because you're so accident prone. I think one of you should just seriously injure yourselves and get an insurance claim. And uh, there you go, Master, mastering paid for. Each, each band member really drastically injuring themselves. Like, okay, so who's stepping in front of the bus this time, right? because we need we need money from for the next petrol station yeah yeah um and by the way uh, we do not endorse uh injuring yourselves to pay for records kids yeah or fraud. Um, don't do it that or way or fraud we're not endorsing fraud either don't 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 do that yeah. <laughs> um so that uh, i think that's the perfect point to wrap it up on so thank you so much guys for rejoining me um and uh, re-recording this and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Nice one. Yeah, thank thank you for having yeah. us, man. Uh, and and th- yeah, thanks thanks for doing this again. And thanks to Spotify for paying us well. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the enjoy the Spurs uh, Chelsea game, yeah, man. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>